Hi, you're listening to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players from around the world. And today, we are going to talk about the heat is going to get you. Three, well, maybe more than three, hot games that have been hitting the table. So, the summer is coming to the end. The weather is just starting to cool off as we re- uh, reach autumn. And we're going to keep the heat up and talk about hot games. And... uh I'm PJ, and with me, as always, Gareth, how are you, sir? I'm good, really good. It's got a little bit of a husky voice because I've been at a theme park all day, screaming on all the fast rides. So I that, feel like, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of demands for husky Gareth, and I feel like you're going out of your way to try to strain your voice so that you can be husky for these episodes. Uh, all those people who request that more husky, you know, rugged uh, podcast sounding Gareth here I am again <laughs> dealing with the fan request so, we should be on there some yeah. sort of uh, you know um, payment system I agree so we're going to talk about hot games hot games and, uh, I believe you have probably the hottest game on your table recently well it's a game that I had ignored for a long time so it's as hot, hot as in brand new, but um, but I think it was at the UK Games Expo where um, one of the Instagrammers, I think it was Dan, uh, was saying to me about um, Wonderland's War, and I was like, yeah, I've seen that, talking Kickstarter, don't think it's really for me. Um, then he just told me how amazing it was, and I was like, oh, that's not how I thought the game was like. So anyway, that was four months ago, and then. About six weeks, six weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, um, Skybound had a load of the Kickstarter copies left over on their website for sale, as well as the premium chips. So the game's got cardboard components, or you can go go full on deluxe with you know minis and custom meeples, and then you can pay even more money for premium chips because it's a bag builder game. So um, I went all in. And then just cross my fingers. I went all in, and of course it's shipping from the US. And I was like, cause it says customs included, and I was like, really? Anyway, it arrived customs and duty included, which was amazing. So very um, nice. Yeah, very nice. So it's hit the table um, three times. I'm teaching it tomorrow at um, Nick Board Games Review UK's um, birthday games day tomorrow, um, and it's it's. Yeah, bag builder, area control. Um, we've played it with two players, three players, four players. Not tried five. I think five will be tomorrow. Um, and it works really well at four. I thought two player wouldn't work, but actually, um, each each character, um, whether you're a Cheshire Cat or you're Alice, has got a two-sided uh, player board. One for standard game, one for two player. Um, that worked really well, um, and I've recommended it to people for a two-player. I mean, it's, I think more is better, but it was a good experience at two. Um, so, yeah, it's a bag builder, area control, drawing from your bag. Uh, obviously, there's a bit of luck going on with what you draw, but you can mitigate that quite heavily uh, with what you do. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, really good, really, really good. Um, highly recommend anyone check it out. I think uh, they've announced this week that another Kickstarter is coming back end of the year um for a reprint of all that stuff so if you have missed out and you want the deluxe stuff uh, it's coming soon and a small mini expansion which they don't think i've seen a reveal for um and of course the minis were there and the minis are really cool because it's got different characters from from the books 
uh, like Tweedledee Brothers, um, various other ones I've now forgotten. Um, and I've always said, I think I've spoken to you about this before, about about doing mini prints, uh, like painting minis. And I've got, because I've got yes, a tremor. I've got, so I've got a tremor. I've had it for years, which which means that if I try to do something really delicate, often my handshake. But but the minis are so good. And I did some Googling and found um, that you can do, using Army Painter's Speed speed Paints, um, that you get that you can just do like a standard wash in one color you know one it, it looks far better so i thought i'm going to give this a go ended up doing a couple of those then went hmm, i'm gonna actually have a go at painting these you know in you know in sections and um <laughs> and so yeah yes. two or three of those in uh uh and my hands weren't too bad so i will put some photographs up at some point so i've now painted all of uh wonderland's war nemesis is next i have just got some black primer um and some gray primer so we're going to do some nemesis painting next um and that's like putting down for another wonderland's war rabbit hole so um look down the looking glass we'll see what happens um i've got about four, 36 paints already loads of brushes i've properly yeah that's a whole other story so that's no that's another episode actually i think um but that's wonderland's war it it really is, yeah. Painting, painting minis, absolutely. Painting minis. So yeah. I have, I have, I have a very important question about Wonderland War. But before we lose it, uh, talking about mini painting. All right, so here's here's a trick. All right, so you you take your Nemesis minis and you prime them with the black, and then you take a white primer. On you it. could use that gray. You could use the gray. You could use the gray, and then you you do a light primer from directly above. Got it. I'm on it. I've got uh, the. I've got the black, I've got the grey from the side, and the yeah. white from the top. Is it, is it, yeah. is it called a xanthanol? Xenophil? Xenophil? Xenophil highlight? Yeah. Um, I learned, everything I learned about painting many, as well as my wife, we learned from Sarastro, who's one of your kinsmen across the pond. I think I might have watched the same video. You probably did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's loads. So early early on, we were painting the minis for Star Wars Imperial Assault. We that's the video and at I the end of the yeah at the end of the day it's 179 miniatures for one game and they're all painted wow so. that's fair play so yeah was, nemesis next but yeah one Land's war check it out it's about two Excellent. 2.8 complexity um and looks beautiful on the table check out my instagram last couple of like last week or so posts at least two there um it's a lot of color i felt like you i also you know, look like it was for me. I kind of, I chose not to back it. After listening to you the past week or so, I've been jealous, and I'm like, oh, I should have Kickstarter. I should have backed it. So here's here's my question: Two Good. players, when you're playing, uh, does it force you to play this specific characters, or can you choose from all the available characters? Uh, choose all characters. Uh, they closed off. There's five um, um, areas of control. One of those gets closed down at random. Uh, there's a couple of cards out of the Wandalarians. So like, these are like special creatures, uh, some of the characters or special um, artifacts you can get. Two of those are taken out. Um, okay. And then when you're doing, so you do a round of basically moving your character around the table, picking a card in a normal normal game, you stop at four cards each in a, um, in a two player, it's five cards, I think. Was it three and four? Yeah, I think it's four and five. Okay. Um, so that's pretty standard. And when you do the, then you go around every area to battle. Um, there is a, there's a third player who's basically set to like power three, five and seven. So you have to get past that. So it forces you to at least have a battle. If, if I had no, 
um, of my characters in a, in a zone, then obviously somebody else would win quite easily. So that worked really well. It, I thought mm, that found, that feels a bit weak, but it did um, it did work really well. So um, it's good. And a two player last question: uh, How long did how long did it take? Just fast, half an hour. Really? Yeah, it was quick. Maybe forty five minutes. Okay. Um, once you got the rules nailed, um, it's really right. easy. I think when we played the first game, I thought it was full player, and that took about two and a half hours. But that was to teach, and we were checking some things. But I could teach it now, and yeah, get everyone playing pretty quick. Well, that's going to be a great selling point for my wife. So when she listens to this episode, Wonderland's War, honey, we need to get that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> right. So what, what's been hitting your table? Um, similar in a you know, I guess it's kind of. Although it's not Alice in Wonderland, but it's still that kind of a kind of a looking look through the looking glass through the looking glass. We've been playing Sleeping Gods, which we picked up at Gen Con, which was hot last year, but it's still hot. People are still talking about it. A recent expansion. In fact, we've enjoyed our experience so much that um, we bought the two expansions so that we have more content to work through. We just finished last weekend our first run through of the game. And it's amazing because there's still so much content to unlock. So you're going to run through it again. Um, it's, it's really, it's really, it's an, it's a great story. I, uh, there are very few narratives that really captured both of our imagine. And we, it was just she and I, so we've only played it two player. Um, I like the way no matter your player count. So you have a crew of eight plus the captain and when it's your turn, you have, depending on player count, so at two players, there are four crew members in front of me that I use their skills for challenges. The captain we both can use during our turn, so it's kind of like a fifth. Yeah. If you're if you're playing with, so you divide them, you divide the eight evenly, right? So in a four-player, you have two crew members in front of you. In a three-player, you have three crew members in front of you. Someone's going to have a fourth. Um, so I like the way that it scales. Um, it's a, it's a really cool story and it's not like, uh, other games where you just, you make a decision, open a book and read while there is that element to it. There are challenges and there's combat and, um, you know, so there's, there's definitely things to do other than just reading a story. Oh, that's fun. Um, and the storage, it's not really an insert, but the storage for the cards are amazing. Um, there's a box, uh, that closes using magnets Mm -hmm. and that's where all the cards that unlock in the course of the game are stored. So for those of you who've played Gloomhaven, where you unlock things, right, you have like the, there's the, the envelopes and the paper boxes for the characters and things like that to unlock. This is better in just in terms of the physical components of the game um, in storing unlockable content. It's really beautiful. Um, You definitely get the feeling that you're on a boat, Mm -hmm. which is the Manticore, and you're going from island to island trying to, you know, let the story unfold. I don't want to say too much about it. Narrative driven, but, you know, uh, but yeah, you really feel like, you're a part of a crew and there's some really interesting backstories of the car- of the crew. Cause they're like a cardboard mat on the backside is their backstory. Um, 
they feel like they actually feel like people. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, so we've hit that. That's why it's those games that I again I saw it on Kickstarter. Didn't think it was for me. Kind of just I think so we played like you know near and far and above and below, and um, yep. just thought oh it's just a you know rinse and repeat. But um, everyone you speak to says how great it is, and now you have said the same. But you can't yeah. say much more without so. spoiling it. I can't. So that's it for me. So that's Sleeping Gods. Uh, if you haven't played it, and I know surprisingly there are some people in the community that haven't played it, and I'm really surprised. Uh, but it's worthy. It's it's really worth uh, picking up and playing. Cause it ends up on my wish list. I've check it out. We've enjoyed fun. it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And I, I'm glad I waited, right? Uh, it was because, you know, I think we got it for right at 100, just under 100 US at Gen Con. Was there anything? Last year, I think it I think it was more last year, okay. and it sold out really quickly. So, was there anything in the Kickstarter that you haven't got? I don't know. I don't think it's so. best best way to be. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because now, if I get Wonderland's War, I have to get everything, right? Well, yeah, I mean the premium <laughs> chips are really nice, but your cardboard ones, yeah. you can put them in coin capsules. That work. That would work just as well. I would worry about just cardboard. Um. I do have to say, always... I'm disa- I'm disappointed that Wonderland War is what got to paint miniatures, but not Nemesis. Knowing how much you and I love Nemesis, those miniatures weren't enough, but Wonderland think, War did it. No, I think it was just bite a bullet. And now I, yeah, now I've got a whole table set up. Um, well, so now you have something to talk with my wife about because she knows everything. You, have you, any, oh my God, she's got the whole setup. I mean, she literally has a corner of the basement. That is just devoted to her miniature painting. Um, yeah, okay. she's let's do an episode. Gifted, gifted and talented. So, yeah, we should definitely do that. Uh, what's the next hot game on your table? So again, this one, this one's a Kickstarter. That also, I don't never even saw. Um, uh, so this is Planet Unknown. Um, I first heard of this again at UK Games Expo. Uh, some of the group we we're with brought their copy. I think they were just shipping um, around the time of the expo. Again, people are rave, like really raving about it. Um, and uh, a few of them even went out and to hunt for a copy because it was just a deluxe version. Hadn't hit, hadn't hit retail yet. Um, I think the deluxe version has got uh, nicer components, mostly some extra, extra boards, extra mats. Again, I kind of ignored it. And then um, again, talking, I think it was Nick. Might be Nick said, we're chatting about it when he came around to play games. And I was like, Okay, I just keep hearing about this. I'll do some more investigation. Um, I was like, yeah, this is really good. And the next day, he texts me and goes, you'll never guess what. Um, one of the UK um, websites, um, e-commerce sites, had um, had it in stock in the deluxe version. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to buy the bullet. Because every, everybody that I've, that in my kind of the UK group, has been raving about it. So um, that landed. And then that's been on the table over the last couple of weeks, five times, six times. Um it plays uh, up to six players, so that's really good for a large gaming group. Um, poor, I think people may not disagree with me here, but I'd even class it as a filler. I think it plays super fast. It says it's like in 60 to 80 minutes. If you've got a few people with AP, uh, analysis, you know, AP, um, I could see it being slower. But if everyone's generally switched on and can 
He's thinking about what they're doing and concentrating. We play it in about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, that is not what people are saying. When people describe this game, it's like it's long. No, it's, I, I, it's epic. And you're calling it a filler. What? I, I, I quoted myself. And my dad was like, yeah, no way. It's just like a filler. So we played it at the end of games night for like in about half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, four players. I've not tried six, and so maybe six would put it, put it up. But it's, um, I guess that maybe an experience gamer thing. I don't know whether we're just, you know, just hmm. in the zone because you spin the, it's got a, um, a lazy Susan um, with all the components in it. And every, every turn you, you turn right. it to what you want. You have a choice of two out of the depot and everyone else is also picking at the same time. Um, so you're all drawing and taking an action. So there's quite a bit of solitaire going on. There are objectives that sit between your, uh, players so left left and right of you um which obviously then the objectives only you two are, are kind of are aiming for but you yeah you've got a planet there's one side of the player board is uh symmetric everything else on the other side is asymmetric and you've got a you've also got kind of a a corporation board again on one side is symmetric on the other side is asymmetric um so we've i think we've knee paid all game just as symmetric because i've been teaching lots of new players it um so you take one of these polyomino shapes, you start on the outside, and then you basically either put a tile down next to what you've previously, previously put. They've got different um, um, structures on them, like civilization buildings, um, water. My brain is now gone dead. Um, and they basically pump up a like a, a track. And as you've got the track, you get bonus moves. You move a, like a little rover around your map, uh, gathering both um, life pods and or meteors. Meteors um, are really key. If they're on your player board, every grid mark, both horizontal and vertically, give you victory points. If you've got any meteors in those lines, then you do not score. Um, so you, you're trying to hoover up as many of these meteorites as possible. Um, and that's it. Plays really fast. Very easy to teach once um, you've got head around to kind of the, the couple of goes. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'd say, well, again, I'm taking it tomorrow to sing, to see that played with a couple more people. Um, but yeah, that's been really good and has become a firm favourite within our gaming group. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's another one that I'm looking at going, oh, I really want to copy. Um, that looks really yeah, good. Yeah, it's definitely definitely worth, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, the fact it's six players and I think Board Game Geek's like best three and four. Uh, I can see six obviously getting everybody everybody around it but it, yeah it plays pretty good um again about 2.28 nothing too complex so kind of medium weight wow, wow. check that, it out yeah. planets unknown in my husky oh my voice. goodness so <laughs> what is your what is your second game um my second game is one that so we demoed all right katie demoed this at gen con okay i stood next to her because there wasn't a room a lot of room at the table and it's a uh, picture perfect tell me more bye hold on here yes arcane wonders okay this game is this game is crazy i would you would never think okay you're a photographer at a party right and you have these little standees that represent the people at the party and they're standing around like a dining room table and they're going to pose for a picture. Um, and you have to take a picture with your cell phone 
And then when it's all said and done, you're ready to score. You don't look at where they're standing on the board in front of you. You look at where they're standing in the photograph. Right. So each, uh, each individual, each standee, they have a particular desire, you know, like this person wants to be standing next to this person, but not standing next to this person. Right. This person, this person wants this other person's face to be hidden in the camera. Yeah. So it's crazy. But here's the thing. You don't know everybody's desires. Uh... And there's a total of three. And like Clue or Cluedo for our UK brothers, um, they have each each um, each personality has like an envelope and you stick three cards in them. OK, and then you'll be dealt three of those in mm -hmm. front of you and you can look at them and you can see the three things that they want. Right. And there's a grid. There's a grid on the board. And so it tells you where they want to stand. Well, sometimes it's not possible. You can't be standing on the left of the table and on the right of mm -hmm. the table. But you score based on how many of those you are able to accommodate. Right. So when you get to scoring at the end, you're going to open all the envelopes. If you uh, if you manage to meet one of their demands, you get one point, two of their demands three points. If you get all three, then it's six points. Um, and if you know you have, each player has like a times two, so you can times two ahead of time. You stick that card in there. So when it comes out, you could get 12 points. Sounds or, fun. Yeah. Uh, it's really amazing. And um, so we're learning it. We're, we're a demo at Arcane Wonders at Gen Con. And, you know, I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting. I was kind of half in and out paying attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, to my wife, if she listens to this later, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, subsequently, we played it, she and I. It's fun. But then we played it at four and five player. And, oh, my God, I was not prepared for how much fun this game is. Uh, so much laughter and joking around. Because there's also, like, there's a, it's a house plant. It's like a, I'm just a looking. I'm just looking at the photographs there, and there's a house plant. I, yeah, I see the house plant. Yeah, there there is a house plant, and the house plant has desires. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the house plant it. wants to be standing next to the bearded guy or whatever, right? Uh, and it's just amazing. And it was just the the idea that there's a plant that wants to be next to the table, right? Like, Plants got feet okay. tea. Um, they do, as we learn playing Picture Perfect. Uh, it's really cool, and the beauty is. Like I said, you take the picture on your phone, and then when you go to score, so there's some where uh, I want this person's face to be covered up in the photo. Well, you can use the decorations on the table. There's like candles and food. Mm -hmm. You could use those to obscure the face of that right. person um, and then take the picture, and then you can score the points because you've succeeded in doing that. Um, but again, you don't know, uh, you don't know some of them, you will never know until at the end and you might score points, but if you get zero, you lose points. So I'm going to have to get to this you can, Another one I completely missed. It, it is awesome. Really, really um, no, it really is. It's a great, um, it's a great kind of, I see, that's the thing. And in last week's episode where we did party games, 
this does not feel like a party game, yeah. but we can play up to six. Now, it has a five and six player expansion. Ah, um, okay. But we enjoyed it so much, uh, we picked up the, because we didn't do it at Gen Con, we could have bought the whole thing and go all in, but we, we were in moderation. We got the pickpocket expansion, so there's like these three pickpockets wearing the classic black and white prisoners <laughs> outfits, and they're trying to pick pockets, and so they're they're in there with their own agenda. Um, and then there's the movie star expansion, mm-hmm. which includes Charlie Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy, and um, it looks like Marilyn Monroe, but I'm not really sure. Her back is turned to the camera. So her standee, her back is turned. Um, but it's really entertaining. Uh, you wouldn't think, but you just put these standees right in front of you and then take a picture and score points. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Somebody must it will. Yeah, it looks good. So as you're developing a new skill, painting miniatures, this game will develop you an even new, uh, an additional skill, taking photographs. Taking photographs of people in yeah. a room and a plant who's got feelings. That's right. It has feelings, wants and desires. Did you know that? Yeah. So that's picture perfect. I suggest picking that up. It is, it's two to four. There's an expansion for five to six. Uh, You don't need the movie star and pickpocket expansion, but it's worthy. They have acrylic. uh, You can replace the cardboard standees with acrylic standees. So it's like clear on the side. Okay. You know, then it, 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 it's a little unnecessary, but it's still, it doesn't add to the game, but, you know, if if that's what you want, then you that's do it. Right. Picture perfect. Right then. So the third game, I think we, we we've chosen the same game, and I blame you for this one. So <laughs> so I, on my list, it I is had, all my fault. So we've got my father's work, which I wrote on my three, and then you have it on your list. Now my never father's had, work. In fact, there's a theme going on here tonight with my three, because all of them were on Kickstarter, and all three of them I had ignored. Maybe because I was trying to save some money and not be crazy on Kickstarter. But my father's work, we were chatting like, like I think we were recording a podcast maybe a month or so ago. And you said, ah, my father's work. And I was like, never heard of it. And um, in our preamble before we start recording. And um, yep, yep. I was, I think, a Saturday, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, I get my Saturday morning emails from all the board game stores online. And one of them had my father's work. And I was like, ooh. Because it's it's not in it's not hitting retail, is it? It's only via Kickstarter or via their conventions and those kind of things. So, yes, um, absolutely, yeah. And I think it was the components that sold you. To be fair, the components sold just about everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so this is um, so this is a story-driven worker placement game. Um, again, again, spoilers-wise, yes, yep. uh, we'll be careful. But um, there's in the box is three different stories. And I know both of us have played Storybox One, and I know from what you briefly told me, and what I, I briefly told you, we've had completely different gaming experiences in terms yes. of ways. And I think there's like three million permutations of story that the way the game can go. Um, so it's app driven, which obviously has its uh, pros and cons. On this on this game, um, the game got released. And they'd only finished like a demo web app, so there's a little bit of noise. But I say the game—I I had the game within two weeks. The um, web app is live, and that works really well. 
some of it's narrated, some of it isn't, but I think it does its job pretty well. But that is a uh, that's probably that's probably another episode about web apps. On no, I yes, I, we we definitely talk talk about we're going to do an episode on app driven games, yeah. like exclusively app driven. So we we'll do that uh, for those of you who like Gareth had not heard of this. It's my father's work. It's by Renegade Games. Yeah. Um, it's probably the most beautiful components ever. So the idea, because we're not spoiling anything, this is kind of the elevator pitch. The idea is that your uh, your father has recently died, and uh, he was a mad scientist. And you inherit your father's work, and that could be reanimating the dead, a la Frankenstein. That could be um, lycanthropy, a la the werewolf. Um, it could also be teleportation, like the transporters from Star Trek, but a little, you know, more steampunk. Because um, it's in that, it's in the late Victorian era, okay. kind of, you know. Um, and you have a house in front of you, and it's a beautiful mat that's double layered, um, so you can build rooms and stuff. There's beautiful miniatures. Um, yeah, and metal so coins. You, you also have this, yeah, metal coins and but, little, vial, like, little vials that are empty, which the I've never chemicals. Of. Yeah, chemicals. The the chemicals are these tiny glass vials with uh, these corks, cork stoppers. I've seen some people fill them with various things just for decoration only, um, because they're empty. You know, they just represent. You need chemicals to do these experiments, and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it is fantastic. The metal gears, the beautiful wooden animals. You know, you gotta go grave. You gotta go to the grave and rob the graves so that you can. Yeah, and you, in, your, your workers can go to certain places. Like for example, you can't be seen going robbing graves. Is that right? That's correct. The, um, and then like you have a you have like a creepiness or something. That's right. Yeah, creep. Yeah, creep um, score. Each bit like a creep score, and so if you do too many things that creeps out the town people then you can't go into town except to go to the church and make a donation yeah, and atone. Yeah. 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 But you have a, you have a spouse, uh, you have a caretaker. Um, and then of course you have a few servants yeah. that you can gain throughout the course of the game. Right. And the and, game board itself is the book, which starts on one page and then you right. turn the page when the app tells you, and you might put a few new buildings, but the, the town evolves depending on the choices you make. Um, and the choices that you make could be different from me, right? Completely. Like even at the at the same table, I don't mean you yeah, over yeah. there in England and me here. I mean, if we're at the same table, we could be playing the game, and then when I go to the hospital or wherever in town, I can choose something on the app. You could choose a different path entirely. Yeah, and I, I find out things that I can choose to share or not. Um, right. And then right. allow you guys to do things that you think are really good, but I know on the other side that. You know, it's better for me. But yeah, I think it's. I mean, it is fantastic. Really, no, it's, it's like a three-hour playtime as well. And it was about three three hours for us in the first time. Yes. Um, uh, did you play it? How many players? Did we've you play only it? played it two player. Okay, we've only played it at two player okay. as well. Uh, we're waiting. Um, we're waiting until October. Sometimes, you know, prior to Halloween, I think we're gonna. Um, yes, a great idea. You know, Perfect. bring it out with the Perfect. yeah, with the four. Because to be fair, one of the reasons when we first saw it, it was um, so Board Game Coffee. Okay, yeah, did a review of it on his channel, and um, it looked really cool. And then Katie and I were like, you know, this would be a great Halloween themed game, and we both agreed, and we were like, we need to back this because look at these components. It's just 
superb. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's beautiful. And so when you're placing your workers, you're either doing them in your estate in front of you or the town, which is like a spiral book that's shared between all of us. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah, and you can up, you upgrade your house, adding buildings, which yep. again, if they're too creepy, you're getting negative impact every round. Um, right. Try not to say too much about spoiling it, but yeah, yeah. If you'd like a worker placement game, and uh, that's the driven element, and you don't mind app-driven games, then if you can find a copy of my father's work, check it out. I'm sure there'll be another Kickstarter with some fu- future expansions at some point. I um, abs- there there has to be because yeah. there's just there's just too much untapped potential. Yeah, a huge amount of potential. Um, so that is uh, my my father's, my father's work. work. Yes. That's the end of the show. We've got to our 30 minute mark. And we um, did. Yeah. I love Picture Perfect. And I love Sleeping Gods. And thank you for introducing me to my father's work. Absolutely. Because, um, because it just looks beautiful on the table. And, you know, uh, turn around, turn around is fair play because there's another game that you and I did not get a chance to talk about that you recommended to me and I'm grateful for. Oh, it's going to be Rococo, right? Because that nearly made my list. (laughs) You uh, know, boys and girls, it's as if Gareth knows me. It was, in fact, Rococo, and we will reserve that for another episode. We'll do that, yeah, because that game is a game that's old, that's only just come into my life because we picked up the deluxe version from whatever. Yep. Eagle Griffin game that I backed. And it's amazing. But let's not go. Oh, it's now. great. I could talk about it for 15 minutes. It's really good. Really good. Yep. So just to remind everyone, my father's work. Uh, oh, and don't forget Wonderland's War. Break the Bang. These are Break Planet, the Bang. Planet Unknown. Planet Unknown. Sleeping so guns. you're going to have to take out a loan. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone. The cardboard is expensive. Uh, well, the problem is we're going deluxe, so it's like metal coins. Yeah, these, and these are all and... deluxe games, actually. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> we should have retitled this. It's not that he is gonna is is gonna is go, what's it, what's that episode called? Gonna you? Well, welcome to Meeple to Meeple, the deluxe edition. Yeah, this is called Break the Bank or something like that. Oh right. yeah. So thank you, PJ, for another wonderful episode. Uh, thank you. We've got some good stuff coming up. We've got some special guests that we're finally going to get on the show. So um, yeah, anyone's going to That's going to be great. I am so excited to get more people on, and it's going to be really great. If so thank you all for us, listening. Just drop us a DM on Instagram, and um, we've got plenty of space to host up to seven. Crazy. If you had seven, yes. Like seven people on it. But um, any ideas or topics you want to hear about, just drop them in, in the comments or drop us a DM. And uh, we love chatting to you all about the show and love the feedback you give us. So it really makes it Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much, Gareth, once again. Good to hear from you. Yep. Glad uh, you had a good day. So. And I'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, everyone.